Almighty God, dear Father in heaven, we come bow before thee, Lord, thanking you that you have indeed graced us with another beautiful day, a day which was made for your glory. You have given us another opportunity to come and share your word. Lord, I pray that you will empower us with the Holy Spirit, that you will lead us and guide us in your word and your truth, that you remove anything of us and just reveal all of you. Lord, we just mm-hmm. thank you. We can never thank you enough through the, the good, through the bad. All things we know work to the good of those who love you and call according to your purpose. So, Lord, as we go forth this day, give the Holy Spirit, allow the Holy Spirit to just just rise up and Sister Pam and all of us who has a true word mm-hmm. of you to bring forth and that it will align with your word and with your truth and that not your will line up with ours, but that our will will line up with yours because you are the true and living God, the almighty, the everlasting. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We yield to you, Holy Spirit, right now. We humble ourselves before you, dear God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. And we are in agreement with that prayer. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Mm -hmm. amen. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna uh, we're at Ecclesiastes chapter twelve, um, and we're gonna read verse thirteen, and it says, "Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man." We have we have those in the world who know not God, but God still, because He said. He would that none perish, but that all will come to a place of repentance. They have to hear the word for the faith to come and for them to believe it. And God is the only one that can fix a messed up, jacked up heart and head. He's the fixer. But he's programmed his word. It starts with the word. And so uh, Solomon wrote that the conclusion, the end of the matter is, is to fear God. That's what we are to reverence and honor and highly regard God, the creator, he is Lord of heaven and earth, and keep or obey his commandments. This is man's duty. And when a man, woman, boy, girl disregards our heavenly father and they do not honor God, then and God will warn, he will warn, he will caution, he will lock up, he will, you know, Sometimes sickness will come because of the sins of men. He's trying to get their attention. And when they refuse to obey, when they come to the knowledge, when they come to the knowledge of truth, we're talking about being accountable, then mm-hmm. ultimately if they refuse to change their ways and turn around, the Lord told us to humble ourselves, seek his faith, turn from our wicked ways, then he'll hear from, hear from heaven and healing will come. But if the man or if people refuse to obey God's word, then wrath eventually will come. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so God is trying to get our attention. And man is being warned constantly. And God began to deal with me. He is the one that deals with the conscience of man's mind. He's the one. He's constantly Dealing with man's mind, but man ignore. When I say man, I'm talking about women, teenagers, all of us. We ignore him. 
And we only go to him when we want something or when we're in trouble. But God wants that relationship with us, and it starts with us getting close to him by the word. It starts with the word of God. That's how we get to know him. That's how we get to know his laws. That's how we get to learn whether, you know, what I'm doing is right and whether it's wrong. And the Lord began to deal with me on how, so all of our life, we are filled with the lies of the devil. That's why he's called the father of what? Jesus said, you are of your devil. He's the father of life. Yes. And so most of our life, we are trained by the enemy's servants Mm -hmm. a whole lot Mm -hmm. of lies. Even in school, they teach Mm -hmm. lies. And I'm mm-hmm. saying it's a lie because it goes against the word of God, and the truth is found in the word. The only way to combat the lies that we've learned from the enemy or the lies that he constantly talked to us about and constantly feed us, those are those fiery darts. We need the word, the word. We need the word of God. That is the only truth that can set you free from the lies of the enemy. The Lord, uh, I think it was Peter who wrote that uh, he he was sorrowful because there's no man or not many men who really cares for the soul. And the sheep really do not have sincere shepherds to guide God's flock. And we are dying spiritually, saints. Mm-hmm. And I'm praying, my Lord, we, we, we there's got to be some changes. There's got to be. Who's on the Lord's side, and who believes his report? That, 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 that's the question for today, to ask yourself. Yeah. It's either you're going to serve the Lord and obey his word, or you're not. And my mind is made up to serve the Lord. Now, do I make mistakes? Yes. But when the Holy Ghost pricked my heart, guess what? I'm asking God to forgive me. Yeah. I'm asking the Lord to forgive me. I want to repent. Because I don't need anything to hinder the work of the Lord, even the things that I think I should be doing. If I shouldn't be doing it, Lord, take them away. Lord, don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing when it comes to his word because it's his word that's the truth that's going to set or make people what? Free. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And see, people are in bondage because they don't have no word. And there is not many instructors or fathers out there to teach them what the word of God is saying so they can be free. Matthew 4 and 4. We're just going right to the verse. This is, look at what Jesus answered the says. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And mm. we, the whole world is disobeying this scripture. Because we spend all day long preparing a meal, breakfast. You get up thinking about what you're going to have for breakfast. And by the time noon comes, if you haven't, there's some who plan the meal throughout the day. If you have to go to work, you may make a lunch for you. For You're preparing to feed the natural body, but we're not making preparation to feed the spiritual man. So he's starving. Mm-hmm. He's anorexic. You are, yeah. I, I, yeah. it, he's so malnourished. I'm talking about the spiritual man is malnourished yeah. because we are not feeding 
digesting, hungering and thirsting after the righteousness which is found in the word of God. We spend so little time in the word, and we are off balance. We are off balance. And that's why it's easy for us to slip into sin. It's easy for us to do wrong. Or when the enemy comes with temptation, we don't have any power to tell him no or to resist him because we have no word, which is our only weapon to fight off the enemy. We need the word of God. He told us clearly, man cannot live by bread only, but that's what we're trying to do. If Jesus said it, I believe it. Amen. Look what he says in verse 41, Luke 10, 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Verse 42. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Our thought for today is sanctification of the spirit. Because if your spiritual man is not sanctified, then the things that the enemy, excuse me, the things that the enemy will entice us to do, it will be, it, if God don't help us, men is led away of his own lust and enticement. Just stick with the word. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. It says, elect according to the foreknowledge of God, the Father through sanctification of the Spirit, unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. You were chosen by God. You were handpicked by God. You were selected Mm -hmm. by God, all of us, to be a part of, on the winning side, on the victorious side, as good soldiers for Jesus Christ. And he says, mm-hmm. according to the foreknowledge of God. So God handpicked us from the beginning, from the foundation of the world. This mm-hmm. is what he said. He said, God gave him revelation. Sanctification of the spirit is God withdrawing and separating us from the unclean and joining us in fellowship with the Father and the Son. You all get that? We had to be withdrawn from the world. Remember, he takes us from the kingdom of darkness. He translates us into the kingdom of his dear son so we can have Mm -hmm. fellowship with the father and the son. And the father and the son, their kingdom is full of holiness and righteousness. He takes us from the unclean, cleans us up, and sets us apart and puts us in the clean so that we can be a light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But your obedience to God's word helps you to keep that light burning. But if you have no word, then what? you're going to obey the other man. You're going to obey the other spirit. No word, then the only thing you have in you is the lies of the enemy. Then you're going to do what he, he, he becomes your master. Again, right. And that's how that's how people they go back. They don't really want to, but if if the body is full of junk and garbage, and you have no word of God in you, which is the life, right. the word of God. Jesus said, "My word, their spirit, their life." He says, "Sanctify them through Thy truth. Thy word is truth." 
the true makes us free. Whom the sun, whom the sun is set free is free indeed. It keeps us a constant washing and cleansing by the word. If you have no word in you, then the enemy, all the lies that we have, all the dirt and filth that's in us, guess what? You start seeing the manifestation of it. So when we heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, we believed in the gospel. The Lord God granted us a repentant heart. We were baptized in Jesus' name. Our conscience was wiped clean. We were washed by the blood of the Lamb. And now he says, take my yoke upon you and learn. That was just the first step to get in the body. Now you need to learn. You have to sit under someone, sit under teaching. I'm talking about a godly, someone that's anointed by God who can rightly divide the word and give you God's word, what thus said the Lord, and faith will come by hearing. See? And so let's look at this word. We'll break down this word. We're still in verse 2. Sanctification is the action or process of being freed. What, are you, what were you freed from? Sin and the sin right. of the world. That's what sanctification does. It frees you from the sin of the world. So God began to deal with me about how he sanctifies us. He withdraws us from the world, separates us from the world, from the unclean, and to join in unity with the Father and the Son, to have fellowship. Truly our fellowship is supposed to be with the Father and the Son. But then when you, when you get clean, you look different, right? The Lord began to deal with me a how he beautifies us. There's a beautification process that happens. Well, he takes us and separates us and withdraws us from the world of sin and shame. And you know when you beautify something, you cleanse it, right? We got a lot of sanitizer out there. You put the sanitizer everywhere you go, you can use that pump and sanitize your hand. You're sanitizing your hand to remove what, you all? The germs. Right. So he sanctifies us. He beautifies us. He cleans us up. Or in other words, he disinfects us. We get disinfected. He cleanses us, and that's why my husband's testimony was when he came up out of the water, he said he felt lighter. <laughs> but that's the same thing that happens with our heart and the conscience of man. When God washes and cleanses, he changes us. It's a transformation. That's what really yeah. it's a process. Right. Let's go to... um. Let's go to Psalms 149 and 4. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your name. If someone could read verse 4. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meat with salvation. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, when we recall, was it the day you were born? We were called from the foundation of the world. Yes. So the Lord already picked you and chose you before you were born, before you were conceived in the womb. The Lord takes pleasure in his people because he chose us to be in his army. It says he will beautify. He will beautify and cleanse those that are meek. What will he cleanse you with? Salvation. He cleanses you and washes you to save you. That's a part Mm -hmm. of this, this whole the, the, whole, the whole thought of God 
God wants a people for himself to worship, love him in spirit and in truth. This is what mm-hmm. this is about. Uh-huh. And so he, he takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify. He is the one that cleanses our wicked heart. See, we've been trying to fix people when we see stuff going on with them. We can't fix them. The only thing we can if God will allow us is to give them his word. And God mm-hmm. sees man's heart, and yeah. he will take his word and work on that stony hard heart and begin to wash it and to turn and soften that hard heart, hardened heart, and cleanse the heart or conscience of man so that he can walk upright and turn from the wicked ways and begin to serve God in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore, he will honor God. When he, get, when he gets an understanding of the, his purpose of even being here. See, we really don't even understand our purpose, and that's why we're not even trying to be God-like or spending time to understand how should God's children operate. We are spending time, so much time doing other things for ourselves, yeah. and we need to really seek God's face and seek his favor to see what he allowed us to come here to do. That's, that, that's the goal. Father, what are you calling me? What have you, what have you ordained for me to do in this world that will please you, Lord God? That should be the question. That should be, especially us at our age now, we should wake up in the morning with the Father on our mind yeah. to ask him how could we please him more in a better way. Amen. That should be the goal. Mm-hmm. And remember, he says, let your light so shine. Why? For me. That, he said that so yes, we that may be an example. Yes. Oh, let I'm, your light so shine before men mm-hmm. that the Father may be glorified. See, th- when they look at you, what do they see? Mm-hmm. They should see holiness, the godliness. They, mm-hmm. they should see the light of God in us. Mm-hmm. They should see it in the way we act, the way we speak, the way we walk, really? the way we dress, everything Amen. about us. When you come to learn God, you know, there, there, there's a song that says, there's been a change in my life. Mm-hmm. Only God can change us. The things I used to do, what? I don't do them no more. Since the Lord, what did he do? He laid his hands on me. The company I used to keep, Brother Jeff, you don't want to be with them no more. I don't want to hang with them no more. Since the Lord laid his hands on me. The places I used to go, I don't desire to go there anymore. Since the Mm -hmm. Lord, God, laid his hands on me. You see, Mm -hmm. there has to be a change, and they have to see a difference in us and them. They are drawn by the power of God's love. But God uses his people so the world who's in darkness can see a light. And they will ask you, what is it about you that caused you to, to, to smile? What, why are you so pleasant? Why is your tone? Why, why is your demeanor? Why are you always happy? Now here's a door open for you to say, because Jesus healed me. Or, you know, something that God has done to give a testimony, to be a witness, so that that opens the door to start talking about, did you know the Lord loves you? 
that you know he sent his son to die on the cross for your sin and my sin. It's not for man's glory. It's for God's glory. So God separated us to make us holy, to bless us, to be a light. And when you really realize what God did for you, when you realize and you appreciate what he does, it makes you just want to serve him, right? It makes you just want to love him more. It makes you want to be more obedient to him. That's how it is for me. If you become devoted or committed for a cause. You see, the Lord has given each and every one of us a specific task or duty. And after God opened your eyes to see how great his love is for you, and when I realized how great his love is for me, how he spared my life when I was in my foolishness, when I wasn't thinking about him, he still was loving on me. We're talking about sanctification of the spirit. Let's let's look at... um, Verse 4, I'm back in First Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Actually, I'm going to read verse 3. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now here is verse 4, what did he say? He says, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fade is what? Not away. Mm-hmm. Reserved in heaven for me and you. Mm-hmm. And so God began to, he, he, he began to uh, deal with me on how, let's look at the word inheritance. An inheritance is a person's right of birth. Mm-hmm. You don't do anything to earn it. He said there's an inheritance, but it's your right of birth when you obey the word and get baptized in Jesus' name. You're born again. There's an inheritance stored up in heaven for you and me. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that we have an inheritance. That's why we try to get so much down here on this earth and you know, or someone passed away, we wonder if we are in their will. You know what I'm saying? But you're in the will of God. You have an inheritance, but it's up above. It's in a different kingdom than this world. But he said, mm-hmm. that's why he says the inheritance that we have, and it's your right of birth once you are born again, it's incorruptible. You know what that means? It will not fade away. It won't get rusty. It will not decay. It cannot decay. Fade away. He says it will not fade away. He says, I'm sorry, incorruptible and undefiled. That means it's of its purest form. And that fade is not away. The the second word God began to deal with me is reserved in heaven for you. And he began to deal with me about when you make a reservation, you all, mm-hmm. when you make a reservation for a hotel or to rent a car, whatever it is, they put something aside for you, and not only do they put something aside for you, they are expecting you. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a room, if it's a hotel, that has your name on there. Yes, yes. So that's what the Lord is saying with the inheritance. And see, we want things down here, but he says, in my father's house are many mansions. You know that if you inherit, he says, he says, when I come, shall I find faith on earth? It is him. you being faith, found faithful in having good works of God like he's called you and me to do so that you can inherit that which God has already prepared for you. It's reserved. It's there waiting for you, you all. <laughs> There's a reservation with your name on it up in heaven that's so great that we can't even imagine or fathom how great it is. Remember, eyes have not seen, neither ears have heard. Neither have entered into the heart of men the things that God has reserved or prepared. There is a greater reward in heaven. Amen. And and there's no down payment needed. You don't have to get a credit check. And there's no monthly payment on it. You see, it's something that's reserved for you and me because Christ paid the price. Right. And all we have to do, because we are victorious, he said he overcame, we can overcome. It's waiting in heaven for us. It is yes. an eternal reward that no man yes. on earth could give or leave to you. Actually, now this is, this is Apostle Paul's testimony. Actually, I'm going, to, I'm going to go up to verse 13, Acts 26 and 13. So Apostle Paul is giving his testimony on his conversion when he met Jesus on the road to Damascus, or when Jesus revealed to him that he was the Christ. Um, Verse 13 says, At midday, O king, I saw in the way of a light from heaven, Jesus, the light of the world, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me, and then which journeyed with me. And when when we were all fallen to the earth, listen to what he said, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you persecuted. Look what he says in verse 16. But arise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose or reason, to make you a minister and a witness both of these things which you have seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. And look what he says in verse 17. Delivering thee or you from people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. And look, look what he says. To open their eyes and to turn them from what, you all, darkness to light. Remember, sanctification of the spirit is God withdrawing and separating us from the unclean to join in fellowship with the Father and the Son. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's read verse 18 again. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. And look at what he says. From the power of Satan unto God. Remember, Satan is the father of lies. All the lies you've been learning all your life until you come into the knowledge of the truth, which is the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. He says to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive what? Here we go, the reason, forgiveness of sin, and here Mm. we go, inheritance among them that are what? Sanctified, set apart, 
to be used by God to, for God to get the glory. And it starts with the faith that you have in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says, by mm-hmm. faith that is in me. It's not Pamela's faith. It's not Philomena's faith. It's not Sister Joanne's faith. It's not Minister Jeff's faith. It's not Brother William's faith. It's the faith of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's why Apostle Paul, when, he, when Jesus got through with him, he was changed. He was changed forever. And his testimony is, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of Christ to, to God. Let me go there. This is Apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome. Mm-hmm. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for oh, it wow. is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And we don't see God's word. Remember we started off in Matthew 4 and 4. Well, that was the second scripture. That man, me and you, we cannot live by bread alone. Mm. We have to eat the word, digest the word, dive in the word, get full off the word of God. He says the gospel is the power of God. It is the manifested supernatural power of God the only power or weapon that we have to defeat the enemy. Mm, That's why he said, taking the sword of the spirit, you all. That's an Ephesian, which is the Mm -hmm. what? Who knows that? Taking the sword of the spirit. Let's go there. Come on, because we got we to gotta read these. We got to get Talking about the armor of God. The armor yes, ma'am. Of God. That's what we're mm-hmm. talking about. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 6 and 10. So Apostle Paul's testimony that he is not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not Pamela's gospel. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the good news, which is the truth. We have to really understand and get in our spirit. And that is my prayer that the Lord open our eyes to see that it is the word of God, which is the power of God, that defeats the enemy. Verse 10 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Remember in Jeremiah, he says, it's not by my power, not by, it's by his spirit and his power, said the Lord. It's by his power. He says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Yes. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, Mm -hmm. this is the reason, take unto you the whole arm of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having what? Your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench or put out all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spear, which is the word of God. And look what he says in verse 8, praying always, not just 10 minutes a day, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all things. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. We thank God for his word. And so here is the formula for the armor of God that we are to 
Well, I heard someone say, once you suit up in with the armor, don't never take it off. <laughs> but we have to pray and ask God and read his word and meditate on his word so God can teach us how to use the armor. Because even if you have the armor on, if you don't know how to use it, you've never tested it, then you won't know what to, what to do when the time comes. So we need training. We need instructors to teach us. Lord, teach us. And that's why he said, Jesus said, if I go down away, the comforter will not come. So he sent the comforter with us to live and abide with us forever. The Bible says we are sealed until the day of redemption. And God has chosen. Let's go to, let's go to, uh, let's go to verse chapter 4, same book, Ephesians chapter 4. So we know these things, but you've got to get them in your spirit. You've got to meditate on them, and you must obey the word. He says, Remember the Lord Jesus told Thomas, blessed are they that have not seen yet believe. I'm getting two scriptures mixed up. He says in another place, blessed are those who hear and do. We have to be doers or obedient to the word of God in order for us to have good fruit. We have to be strong in our conviction, keep the faith, and constantly pray. Constantly yes, pray. Yes, ma'am. That yeah. is so true. And let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. And I'm just going to start reading until we get to verse uh, 12 or 13, actually. Uh, if you all could just read along with me. He says, I, therefore, this is Apostle Paul again, the prisoner of our Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. And Apostle Paul mentioning that he's a prisoner. He's saying he's a slave for Jesus Christ now. He once was a servant of the other master, but now he's saying, I'm a servant of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's why he's not ashamed. When, 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 when you have an encounter with the Lord, he can change you forever. Yeah. Yeah. But it is how do you remain? How do you stay connected? It's through the word. It's through the word. Mm-hmm. Remember we read in Peter that you were elected. You were handpicked. You were selected from the foundation of the world. From the beginning you were picked. And so Apostle right. Paul says he, he's begging the church to walk worthy of the vocation or the occupation or the gift that you were called into. He says, and as you operate in your gift, you are to walk with lowliness, I'm in verse 2, and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another how? In love. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. We have those that are functioning in their gifts, but they don't have mm-hmm. the love of God in them. And we understand, according to the word, your gifts and callings are without repentance. He said, look what he says in verse 3, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit, how? In the bond of peace. Now, he is using, in these, just the first three scriptures, he, he's talking a lot about the fruit of the spirit. He talks about lowliness, meekness, long-suffering, love, peace, unity. All of those are the fruit of the spirit. But he says, he said, endeavoring means, Make up in your mind no matter what. You're going to stay united. You're, going to, you're not going to be a divider. You won't be a separator. You're going to be a uniter. You unite people 
with Christ because they see the Christ in you, and you tell them about the word, and the word is what will work on people's mind and heart. Mm-hmm. Remember Jesus said, there were some uh, disciples that went out and they came back to Jesus and said, Lord, they're, 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 uh, they're using your name and they don't follow us. You know what Jesus said? Those who are not against us are for us. And so we don't have to worry about the brother down the street. You just do your part. You do what you've been called to do. Look what he says in verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called and one hope of your calling. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. This is all this is all united, a unison, a unity. This is all one. It's not separated. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all, verse seven. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of God. And you know what he says? Just like I have one body, but there's many members in my body to make it function. And my mind is telling my mouth and my vocal cords to speak, and that's how you can hear me. It's not working against me. It's working together, and that's why you can hear sound. And the body of Christ is to work together. And we're going to get to that when we get down to, down to verse, uh, I believe it's 12. Look what he says in verse 7. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. My grace is different from your grace. Remember you told Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. We all have been dealt a measure of faith and given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Look what he says in verse 8. Wherefore, he says, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended or came down is the same that also ascended or went up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. Here's verse 11, what are we getting to? These are the gifts that he's given to men, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists Mm -hmm. and some pastors and teachers. Here's the reason why. He gave these gifts unto men for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so he gave us teachers and leaders and uh, all evangelist pastors for them to sit down and teach and train up the saints. Remember, the saints are those that were elected from the foundation of the world. Why? For the work of the ministry. Because it's a battlefield out there and there's work. Remember the Lord Jesus said, the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And he said, pray ye to the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into the vineyard. And so the pastors, prophets, apostles, their job is to train you and lead you to the Lord and to, to begin to obey scripture. Faith will come by hearing you hear that word, it's preached, your heart is preached, your heart is changed, and one day as you mature and grow in the grace of God, the Lord will send you out so that you can go and tell someone about Christ so they can come in. Then right. once they come in and sit and learn and grow, then they go out or they go home and they tell their mother and father about it, their sister and brother. And that's how this gospel of Jesus Christ gets spread and overspread throughout the whole world. 
But guess what? We go into the sanctuary, and then the enemy have us muted. And we go Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. Mm. We don't witness anyone. We don't know our neighbors. We're not friendly because the enemy, instead of us fighting him with the armor that God has given to us and learning how to use the armor, he has us. That's the only thing that's coming to my mind. We are on mute. So we're not telling anyone about the goodness of Jesus Christ. We're not discerning those who need help because we're sitting having a pity party. Why did this happen? Why is that? You know, things happen in life that we cannot control, but they trials come to make us better and not bitter. Amen. He says in verse 12, the reason the Lord gave gifts to men is for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry to edify or build up the body of Christ. And look what he says in verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God until a perfect or mature or complete man unto the measuring of the statue of the fullness of Christ. And God mm-hmm. began to deal with me on how every time. So if you obey God's word and you do and you're in your place, then your member is functioning the way God has called you to function and you're actually adding or building, complementing the body of Jesus Christ. But guess what? Anytime we start acting out of, out of, we're not acting like the children of God, guess whose kingdom we're building? The, the enemy. enemy. The, yes. the devil, yeah. We're actually giving glory to the wrong side. When the Lord says, bless those who persecute you. Pray for them to despitefully use you. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are the meek, for they're going to inherit the earth. He gave us his word, but we don't have the word hidden in our heart. And that's why we keep going backwards and we're not growing. And he told us, don't be entangled again, what? With the world. Be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Remember, Mm -mm. He, he sanctified us. He withdrew us and separated us from the world and put right. us into the kingdom of his dear son to be a light. But we have to grow. We have to learn about him. We have to read his yeah. word. Just, it's, it's an urgency in my spirit that, you know, we, we must do what God has called us to do, and that is at this time to be a light because there's so many out there who know Christ, but they're not being a light. They don't have fruit. Right. There's going to be a separation. There's going to be a separation. Remember the Lord Jesus said he's going to separate the yeah. sheep from the goat? Yes. Yeah. And then he, 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 he said, when they said, uh, Lord, when did we see that you was hungry? When did we see that you were sick? When did we see you was in prison? He said, as you did it unto the least of these. You've done it unto me. Come, ye blessed of my, of blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. That's what he said. Psalm chapter one and one. Mm-hmm. It says, "Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful." And that blessed means happy, happy. Happy is a man that's walking not in the counsel of the ungodly. When the Lord says don't follow the counsel of the ungodly, 
we should have someone, a leader in the church that's godly that we can go to and say, should we or should we not? He says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But what did he say for us to do? Your delight or your appetite mm-hmm. is in the law of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And in his mm-hmm. law, how often do we? He said yeah. meditate. He didn't even just say read. He said meditate. meditate. That's studying. That's yeah. taking time out. That's quiet time. Mm-hmm. Meditating day and night. Mm-hmm. And when you do these things, he tells us in verse 3, he or she, that man or woman, won't, he's going to be like a healthy nurse tree planted by the rivers of water. And there's going to be some fruit. It's going to be good fruit that bringeth forth his fruit because each and every one of us, before we leave here, we're going to have to have some fruit, you all. Mm-hmm. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not, also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does, what's going to happen? It's going to prosper. But he says, the ungodly are not so, but are like a chaff which the wind drives away. And Sister Joanne, you've mentioned that earlier about that leaf, just tossed to and fro. So when a man or woman meditates on the word of God with a sincere heart, the word of God will transform and change the spirit of the inner man. This is what happens. And in the process of time, guess what happens? That person is no longer the same, and they actually begin, they notice it. They're delivered. Deliverance comes. To God's word is the only thing that will change and fix us. Sanctification of the spirit is God who withdrew us. He separated us from the unclean to join in, hook up with, in fellowship with the Father and the Son. Remember Jesus said in John chapter um, 8, he said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples or followers indeed. And he said, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Mm -hmm. The the truth is only found in the word of God, and that's what we need. And let's go back to the beginning. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. So let's start preparing a spiritual meal, you all. Nourish your spirit, your your inner man. Feed your spirit. You know, allow God's word to work on your heart and change you. His word is the only thing that will change us. We cannot change ourselves. We think we can, but we can't. And and we expounded on the very first one, Ecclesiastes 12, uh, 12 and 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Commandments, For this is the whole duty of man. That is the entire duty of man, that we fear God. Because fearing God is the beginning of wisdom. If you have a fear, profound fear of God, and you are elect of God, you're going to want to bring forth fruit 
You're going to want to be the salt of the world. You're going to want to be the light to the world because we are indeed in a dark world that seems to be falling apart, but actually it's falling into place as God has called it and prophesied it to be thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's go with that this week and past this week and beyond however great, however God's grace is sufficient over our lives. Let us always remember that because we indeed have to be a light in this dark world. So uh, I just wanted us to just meditate on those, but continue to just meditate, meditate on Christ um, and continue to keep our focus on him because he is indeed the Savior. He is indeed the advocate before the Father, as I stated in my prayer earlier. Uh, he is the one that's going to, the Holy Spirit is the one that's going to lead us and teach us in the things and give us the discernment that we need to walk in what seems like muddy water, but hey, He'll lead us beside the still waters as we continue yes, to God. just pursue him. And I just wanted to close with that. And Father God, my prayers in the name of Jesus, that just as Mary chose the good part of life that brings forth liberty and freedom, that we would choose the word of God, that we will meditate on your word, that we will study your word to show ourselves approved. Workmen working out in the vineyard, Rightly, learning how to rightly divide the word of truth. And, Father, I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that we will hunger and thirst for righteousness, that we will seek those things which are above, that we will set our love on things which are above, in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Lord, you know where each and every one of us are. You know where we are with our walk with you. You know we love you, Lord God. We thank you for the tools that you've given to us. Lord God, to live and walk worthy of the vocation where we have been called. We thank you that you've equipped us, God. We thank you that you've given us the word so we can learn. And, and yes, the Holy Spirit to teach us and guide us through these truths in your word, Lord God, to connect the dot to dot so that we can participate in building the body of Christ so we all come together in the unity of the faith. Lord God, we just thank you. For the grace, God, that you give us, the mercy, God, that you give us, and your love. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.